I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today, guys, I have a treat for you. So I've got a very, very dear friend of mine to talk about her journey on the podcast. And um, to give you a little idea of this, she ended up winning Mrs. Earth International. So she won Mrs. India and then Mrs. Earth International. And one of the highlights of my life, I think, was when we went for a lunch where it was Mrs. Earth International and Miss Earth International. And I was like, whoa, am I the luckiest guy on the planet or what? All right. And through those conversations over lunch and conversations after that, I realized that her journey has been so interesting. And that is why I want to share it with you. So join me in welcoming Madhuri Sharma on the Habit Coach podcast. Madhuri, welcome. Hi, Ashton. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you, IBM Podcast. Really excited to be here and to share my journey. You know, it was such a fun lunch. I think that was one of the most like mustiful lunches that we've had, huh? It was. <laughs> so, Matri, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about the journey and how it started. Okay. So, Ashton, I have uh, been a model since uh, I was a teenager. And I've modeled from everything from Dove, Coke, uh, Videocon, BPL. Uh, I did ramp shows. I did uh, press TV. I did. Uh, I was hosting a TV show called Music for You, and uh, yeah, I mean, I did a couple of serials, and I did a lot of work on TV. So uh, that was me. Then I was this something that you always wanted to do. Actually, no. Actually, I was a really shy, shy girl, and uh, I think in hindsight, when I look back, everything in my life was to push me out of my comfort zone. I hated being noticed. I would wear specs. I would tie my hair up. I, I just hated attention on me. And the first time I had to shoot for my episode, Music For You, at that point, if you remember, the one mall, as you call it, was Hirapanna. Hmm. You know, we didn't have these fancy malls, right? So we were shooting in there and, uh, you know, we didn't have those wireless mics and we had those mics with the long cables and stuff. And uh, I was shooting inside the shop and I had to come out saying, hello and welcome to music for you. And I'm Madhuri. And, you know, I had to say that. And my unit people were so naughty, Ashton. They told everybody, Madhuri Dikshita here. And I just died. That was my first episode. And, uh, you know, the director would say, roll camera, action. And I wouldn't come out of the shop. I was petrified. So everything propelled me out of my comfort zone now that I look back at it. At that point, I hated it. I was dying inside. But today I look at it and I'm like, wow, you know, so much learning. And if you, if you do push yourself sometimes out of that, it can be so beautiful. You know, what you see later on, what you achieve, what happens to you can be really lovely. So I would like to tell everybody... I know sometimes it gets challenging, but what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. So that's what I... Was there a trigger that pushed you out of your comfort zone back then? Uh, uh, no trigger, really. I was just, I don't know. My sister was modeling and she decided that uh, this is something probably I should do to get out of my uh, shyness. You know, my elder sister, I'm really close to her, Pradipti. And she pushed me into this. And I hated her for it at that point. And I, today I can't stop thanking her. So everything which I did, I was afraid of. Today, I look at it and I'm like, wow, so thankful that I did it all. That's crazy. Okay, so then that happened. Then yes. after that, what? So I finished my graduation. I did my master's. I did my income. And I decided that I said, I want a degree in my hand. I just don't want to be 
an MCOM. And uh, I started doing interior designing. So I was uh, doing my course at the same time modeling. Then I got married. I took a sabbatical from everything with media. I had my kids and, uh, you know, post having kids, Ashton, uh, I mean, I was eating a lot of all that stuff, which my mom-in-law made me with all the nuts, all the seeds, the ghee, the ginger powder, the suit, you know, all those uh, very healthy things. But the first day I went back to the gym, I saw black in front of my eyes. And I'm like, you know, something's not right here. So despite me eating this kind of high caloric and healthy food, if I'm feeling this, this is not good for me. So that is what actually motivated me to get into fitness, get into nutrition, you know. And uh, I wanted to learn what are the correct things to eat because you can't be eating that much and still feeling that weak, right? And uh, yeah, that's what we think it's energy food, but it's actually not giving us that kind of energy that we need or we require. No, not at all. So um, that's what got me started into my fitness journey and got me motivated to start learning nutrition. Because when I was modeling, I was thin naturally. And uh, I mean, I would shoot 12 hours, I'd sleep 12 hours. Who cares? You know, and this ain't happening now, right? You can't be shooting 12 hours and sleeping 12 hours. That doesn't work. So, yeah, that's what motivated me to get into fitness. Now, And also uh, back then, nobody even thought about health, fitness, etc. Right. When you were modeling at that point of time, it was either that you were naturally skinny and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Nobody worked towards it or, or any yeah. of that. And honestly, there were days when we were shooting, I think one of the ships I was shooting 18 hours and I was exhausted. And I ordered this like huge dessert. We used to sit and order these huge desserts, eat that kind of sugar and sleep, you know, and absolutely fine and you think that it's sugar giving you energy but you now realize that it isn't right and it just gives you that high and then the crash is like horrible so yeah that's what got me into my fitness and nutrition now while I was studying I took on uh, nutrition and I started studying it now while I was studying it a friend of mine approached me and she was one of the finalists of Mrs. World So Mrs. Earth had approached her to find an Indian participant and to send somebody from India. So she approached me and I said, you know what? I've been out of this for 15 years. I don't think it's my forte now, but you know what? I'm uh, doing nutrition now and I'd love to be the nutritionist for Mrs. India. So that's how it started. And uh, she's like, are you sure? So I was like, yeah, yeah, please. You know, I mean, I'll help you with all the prep and all of that. And um, if you know that to start an event in India, to do events, if you're not into events, is not so easy when there's a timeline. And there's a timeline to send a candidate because the Mrs. Earth pageant was happening internationally. Now, we didn't manage to hold the pageant, but uh, she had already taken the title. So she had to send a participant. So I told her, I said, you know what, I'll come with you to interview candidates. Let's please go, you know. And she kept telling me, I mean, today I look at her and I'm thankful, very thankful to her, thankful to Shilpa, because she told me, you know, Madhuri, I've been to an international pageant and I know what they're looking for. And they're looking for somebody like you. And I was like, me? You know, I haven't been in front of the camera for 15 years. I've not walked the ramp. I I mean, I don't know. This, This isn't me. I've gone into a different sphere of my life. This isn't me. And um, we didn't manage to find a candidate. And she's like, you have to go. And I died at that point. You know, I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I've had. And funnily, the year before this, my guru, my teacher, somebody who I look up to, mother, uh, Vilima, she asked me to host the Guru Purnima show at the St. Regis the year before that. And um, 
I mean, it was a small crowd. It wasn't like a really large crowd uh, of around 70 to 80 people. And uh, I looked at Ma and in my mind, I said, Ma, why me? And I died standing in front of the audience, in front of the crowd. And I just hated it at that point. And uh, today I look back in hindsight and what a preparatory step it was, you know, to put me there. And today I stand in front of uh, a large crowd, an audience when I'm talking. And this is something that I always did. So it was so beautiful. So coming back to uh, Mrs. India, when I'm, you know, she gave me the Mrs. India sash and uh, I had to start preparing and I was studying my nutrition at the same time. So I was reading around 1500 of pages of notes here there I was preparing for uh, Mrs. You were doing the nutrition and this at the same time? At the same time. I was preparing for my nutrition at the same time. I was getting ready for the pageant at the same time. And there's so many times, Ashton, I tell you, it came in my mind, you know, I want to quit. I can't do this. I don't think I can go back. I'm scared. I really can't face a crowd again. And um, every time I have wanted to quit, I have you know, there was a WhatsApp forward that came to me and uh, there's this um, lion and the little cub and uh, the cub looking up at the lion and, uh, you know, a kind of thing that your kid is watching you. You're being, you know, whatever you do is what your child is going to do. And uh, I have two beautiful young girls, 10 and 12 at that point. And uh, they were so excited about this. And they were like, every time even I had to study for my nutrition, my girls would take up my notes. So by the time it was time for their science class, next class, they knew everything. I kept raising their hands, you know, because they'd done it all with mama. And um, every time I wanted to quit, I was like reminded of that picture. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. What lesson am I giving out to her? That every time the going gets tough, you quit. And that's not something I wanted to do. So I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and Ashton, I really can't tell you what it was, what a feeling it was to get on the other side of it and get on the other side of fear. And it's so rewarding. It was like, it was like an, like your aha moment, like, wow, you know, uh, when you actually conquer your fear, what all you can win. And it was beautiful, the entire thing. It was beautiful going there. Uh, the pageant happened in Jamaica at the Grand Palladium Hotel and meeting all those participants. They were, I mean, some of them were so well achieved, Ashton. So while you're there again, you know, this is something I was telling you. And they're like vice presidents of banks and they've achieved so much in their life. One was an army captain, US army captain with me and to hear her stories and all of that. And I'm looking at myself and I'm like, what all have I done in my life? <laughs> so every time you're judging yourself and you're comparing yourself and, um, you know, for the interview, Mrs. Best interview, I saw people carrying coffee table books. So they had that kind of presentation and, you know, all of that. And I'm like... Coffee table books about themselves. About themselves and hmm. about what all they have achieved and what all they, they did and their philanthropy and, you know, I'm vice president of this bank and I've done this and I've done that and... And just before flying out, I had taken some uh, printouts on the computer and I'm telling my kids, you know, just help me with this and punch this together, <laughs> you know, made a little uh, booklet. And I went there and I handed it to the judges and I'm like, you know, uh, your kids help me. you with your homework, with your project work. This is so <laughs> cute. huh? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're darlings, they're total darlings. So I went ahead and did that. And um, yeah, and I won Mrs. Best interview. So it was Fantastic. When Madhuri, what did you learn about this whole, like you just said in passing about judging yourself, judging others and the way that, you know, you compare yourself to somebody else, right? 
is there a trick of getting out of that comparison mode or you know not letting it affect you because it's human nature right to compare yourself with everyone absolutely ashton it is human nature to compare yourselves but you got to have faith in yourself and you're human which is why you will look at others and you will say shit you know she has this or, or, oh my god she's doing so much better or he's doing so much better but you got to turn that around in your mind and look at yourself and say this is me and this is i have to have faith in myself that whatever i am is the best for what it is right now and the minute you have that faith the minute uh, you believe in yourself i think half the battle is won so yeah so it is that looking at yourself in this moment yes that that is the key it is it is it not is. what i should be able to do what i can do but right no. now what is it that i that i am doing yeah to be in the now hmm. to be in present at every moment and to completely believe in yourself because there are times that belief does get shaken uh, there may be somebody better than you but that's good for them and that's their journey this is your journey and each person's journey is different yeah because you know you're in a competition state right when you're standing on that stage and you're looking at everybody on, on your left and right you're basically in competitive mode right you, you're analyzing you are in competitive mode but you know what ashton like just before we went on stage we were all like a little nervous uh, you know just before the pageant started and i mean this was the west so backstage all the girls called for champagne and they did cheers and you know made the best girl win and all of that and what i did is just before we went on stage i huddled everybody i said let's huddle and let's say a prayer now i'm a jb girl and um, we had pearl padamsi uh, you know do theater with us all the years when we were growing up and there's a prayer she made us say every time we went on stage and you know somebody asked that does anybody know a prayer or something so i said yeah yeah let me say this you know and uh, i said that and it was so What's beautiful the prayer? so uh, from strength to strength go on wrestle and fight and pray tread all the paths of darkness down and win your well fought day i mean i still get goosebumps when i say this because these are memories for me when you say it and when you believe it and say it in every sinew of your body you you feel it and i said it loudly after that i said may the best girl win so you have to believe that it's not about a selfishness no i have to win i am going to it's not about me it's about you know may the best girl win that's what we're here for right that a team spirit a sportsman spirit as you say so it's very interesting we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. So, um like one of the biggest fears on the planet amongst human beings is the fear of talking in public, like being on stage and uh or putting yourself out there, especially nowadays when when you're putting yourself out there. Like uh currently my biggest fear is my book coming out. So this is the first time I'm putting a, a book out, right? So I was telling my friends it feels like I'm going nangu pangu in front of everybody, right? Like how is everyone going to treat me? You know how is it going to be received? It's so interesting, and you're doing this at a pinnacle of beauty, of wit, of you know intelligence and understanding that, and, and you're competing like you said with all these people who are accomplished in different fields. It's so interesting to keep and, and how you're saying keep focus on what is the objective here, and to get yourself out of it. Absolutely Ashton I mean all the best with your book so excited about it <laughs> I'd love to read it <laughs> so um yeah I do understand that thing that to put yourself out in your most vulnerable state 
in front of people and that fear of being judged is always there. But you know what, Ashton, I think we are that age and stage of our lives where the maturity is there. And I believe like when I say it out as it is, when I said it that before I went for the pageant, how I had sleepless nights, how I, I judge myself, how I wanted to drop out at every minute that I thought about it. If anybody listening out there is to learn to pick up and to feel that, you know what, it's never too late to do anything. It's never too late to follow your passion. It's never, don't ever be scared to get on the other side. Take the leap of faith. So if, if I can inspire anybody, if I can reach out and get through to anybody for me, hey, that's a win, you know. And for me, I look at that and I don't look at facing my fears and saying it in front of everyone. What is the greater good that you're looking at? What is the bigger picture instead of being self-centered in this? I think that is the key to getting over that nervousness, to getting over the feeling of being judged, etc. as well. Absolutely. So, you know, Madhuri, when you're in a competition like this, what is it that the judges are looking for? Right in the beginning of the interview, you know, you said that your friend said, Shilpa, I think her name was, yes, said yes. that the judges are looking for this kind of person. How yes. would you define this kind of person? So actually they're looking for somebody who's very real who's very authentic. So it's not, I mean, yes, it is a beauty pageant and you have to be looking in your best and dressed well and presenting yourself well. But it's not merely what I realized today. It's not merely about the coffee table book that was presented. It's not merely about uh, any of the presentations that were done there. It was about how real are you? Because ultimately you represent that pageant when you're talking to others. Today I'm representing the pageant when I'm talking as Mrs. Earth International. So am I genuine? Am I reaching out to other people? Do other people see that in me? I think that's what stands out and that's what they're looking for. Genuineness on, are you putting yourself across? Yeah, are you, are you real? Are you not faking it? You know, I mean, I understand that it's the beauty uh, world and, uh, you know, faking it is uh, something which people think is synonymous with it, but not for a pageant, not for a winner. How real are you? How genuine? How that's what they're looking at. So the parallel that I'm trying to draw is that just like how you have judges that are judging you in a competition, when we come out into the world, people are evaluating us as well. Right. So what are the parallels that we can draw from this competition into bringing into the real world in the way that we present ourselves? Like what are the few tips that you should that you can give out to people saying that, oh, you know, be careful about this. Think about this. Don't do this. Do that. You know, the tips I can give to people about regular life is always be yourself. Always be what's true to you. Always be humble. Never think you're it. Never think you've achieved it all. Never have that in your mind. I mean, honestly, when I went uh, for the pageant, I went for a lark. I, I thought, you know what? It's an adventure. At the most, what? I'll make different friends, have a different experience and come back. If you're full of yourself, if you think, oh, I've achieved it all. Oh, I should be the winner. That's not happening. You've never, the minute you think that you're it, you're actually nothing. You know? And um, as I said, that be genuine, be yourself at all times. And I think you're a winner. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Super. So Madhuri, once you won this, after that, what happened? So what I did is when I came back, I... Uh, began Firstly, to... tell me how you felt winning it. Like what was that emotion on stage when they said your name? We didn't discuss that at all. No. <laughs> so uh, Ashton, it's, it's very strange because backstage, we didn't have speakers. 
in the green room, right? And uh, we were all waiting in the wings for, because initially the smaller titles are called out, you know, and uh, you have uh, Mrs. West interview and Mrs. Congeniality and uh, fitness and, you know, all of those. And all of them are being called out initially. So I won Mrs. Congeniality. And uh, yeah, you know, when you go out and you're genuine and making friends and, and your friends are voting for you. So Mrs. Congeniality is voted by the participants for each other. Yeah. So that was really special when I won it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and um, I won Mrs. Best interview again. So I was like, wow, you know, like really excited with uh, all these things because I hadn't expected any of it. And when you win it, it you genuinely feel good. And um, you know how we are about all our certificates. Uh, we want to keep it safely and we don't want it to get dog-eared and, you know, all those things. And every time I won a certificate, I went backstage, I opened my suitcase and I was slipping it into the, you know, top cover so it doesn't get dog-eared, bent, lost, any of those things. And um, I was putting in the second one and then they announced the winner. And I didn't hear it and I'm taking my time, slowly putting it in and, you know, being neat and all about it. And my friends came rushing backstage and they're like, Madhuri, they're calling you. And I'm like... What happened, you know? And they pulled me on stage and I was literally almost thrust on stage because they called out for me a couple of times and I hadn't heard it. And I was on stage and I'm looking like zapped because I hadn't heard it. So initially, at least when you hear it, those preparatory moments are there. Or when, you know, you see on when the participants are standing on stage and those their hands, the participants' hands go up and go, and or they're crying or any of those things. Now, those things are genuine you know, and that probably happened to me on stage in, a, in this entire flurry of uh, activity. And it was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. When when she was crowning me, I, I was like, my past winner was a South American in Guatemala, Lorena. And she's shorter than me. And, you know, because I thought that a lot of the women in the West, and actually I was right, a lot of them were much taller than me. So I'd carry these, I think, five, six inch heels. <laughs> So I was probably around uh, six feet myself and I'm trying to bend for her and she's trying to like, you know, stand up and put the crown and it was a little tilted and, but it was, wow, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I just, I get excited and I get goosebumps every time I think of it. So yeah, that was a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling of the crown being on your head and like, was there a sense of relief, excitement? What was like the, the emotion? Actually, it's a little bit disbelief because you can't believe it's happening. It takes time to sink in, but it's a rush. It's a definite rush, you know. And that's what actually, you know, Ashton, I tell people that now that I look back, a lot of that fear which I felt at that point that I don't want to go, I, I'm uh, this thing, that could also be, uh, could have been my adrenal kicking in because the minute that kicks in, you know, it's your rush. You know, so today when my kids get really scared of those exams and I'm like, uh, they can't go and their stomach is in knots and all that. And I relate to all of that. And I'm like, you know, baby, it's not your fear. It's your adrenal kicking in just like before you go on a roller coaster and how that happens. I'm like, you know what? That means you're well prepared. If you didn't know your stuff, you'd probably not be afraid at all. So, you know, it's a nice learning. You know, I completely agree with you, especially when you have that fear response, you have to in your mind almost switch off and say, you know, go with the flow. Like on a roller coaster, you have to say that, yeah. is there anything I can do now? <laughs> Nothing I can do now. Chalo, now might as well enjoy the ride. And then Absolutely. go with that. Right? <laughs> and that's the power of being prepared. Like you just said, you can let go only when you're prepared. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Imagine climbing a mountain without a harness. No, you're prepared with the harness. That's why the mountain climbing is easy. Otherwise, it would be like, ah, definitely yeah. not going there. 
no, lovely. No, so, so now you have your crown on your head. Yes. <laughs> how how does life change for you, either mentally or the way that you start uh, seeing things around you? I don't think it changed mentally for me too much, Ashton, because it put me back where I was 15 years ago in front of the media. So you get used to that. And uh, only thing now that you have a title, it's how responsibly are you using it? We're not 18, we're not 19, we're not doing Miss India to uh, get a role in a movie. I'm sorry, anybody who's hearing this, any of the Miss Indias who are not in it for that. But, you know, that's the typical stereotype. We're not doing it for that. We're doing it because it's a platform to reach out, to be able to get your voice heard for more meaningful things. So I did take up a lot of causes and I did work on them. That's what I did with my title. And uh, yeah, that was... In fact, that's what I wanted to ask you about. You know, they say that with great power comes responsibility, but with great title also comes responsibility, right? And you have to now start showing that you're bearing it to a certain extent. So what were some of the things that you did with that and uh, the way that you were using that title responsibly? So, you know, Ashton, the minute I won Mrs. India, Hmm. I went to this company called E-Incarnation, which recycles e-waste. And this was, I think, seven years ago. Now it's a regular thing. But at that point, it was very, in its very nascent stages. So I went to them and I said, you know what? I would like to talk about your course. And I spoke about them. So that's what in the interview, when they asked me, in Mrs. Earth interview, they asked me, that what's the first thing that you did when you won your national title? I said, this is what I did. So I think now that I look back and they're like, oh, so she's going to use her title responsibly. And um, when I won uh, Mrs. Earth, I came back and I worked with a number of causes, uh, one being Light of Life Trust, which is uh, run by uh, Billy Ma. And um, I'm a trustee on it now, by the way. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a beautiful cause. It's something which I so totally believe in. It's so easy to give anybody a handout. But to make somebody, to empower somebody so that they can earn their own livelihood is just groundbreaking. And if you can do that for one person, you've changed their life. You've changed their family's life. So it's it's a cause which I truly believe in, you know, educating the rural. And God knows India needs it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I think, you know, with your story also, I think the biggest thing for Light of Life is also to have the children learn how to dream. Yes. You know? I think that is the most powerful. In fact, I think uh, I just finished writing a podcast about this inspired from the Light of Life class about daydreaming is the only time that you can achieve your dreams. So if you don't daydream, you can't achieve your dreams. So you have to learn how to daydream in order to do that. So by by the time this episode comes out, this the daydreaming episode will be out as well. So it'll be interesting. Madhuri, any, any final thoughts to leave our listeners on this particular topic about your journey, about the things that you learned and how you started implementing them in your life? So I would like to tell everybody who's listening out there, it's never too late to follow uh, your love, your passion, anything. Don't think that, oh my God, I'm already halfway through my life or any of that. It's never too late. It's never too late to look at fear and in its face, though it may turn your stomach in knots and in every which way and just think about it that to get on the other side of that fear, to get on the other side of that uh, disbelief or that, um, oh, I can't do it is so rewarding. It may not come in a huge financial gain or huge international gain, but the achievement you feel within is just, it's amazing. So just go for it. 
believe in yourself at all times and uh, i must say my three d's which i i believe in discipline determination and dedication if you have these three by your side and if you have hope faith and belief in yourself if you meditate every day because that's something which helped me really focus my energies you're a winner <laughs> lovely lovely i love those d- three d's repeat them again discipline mm-hmm. determination and dedication how would you describe these to people so uh, discipline is uh, no matter what you get up every day and do what you're supposed to do it's not like oh today it's sunday oh today it's my birthday oh tomorrow is in new year <laughs> every day is your birthday every day you wake up and you're born anew and a fresh what are you going to do with yourself if you have a goal in front of you just set it put your mind there put your focus there there's so many beautiful things that can help you focus your energies i mean uh, meditation is one of them and do it so uh, that's your discipline determination no matter what don't give up feel all those things you feel that fear feel that disbelief feel that oh i'm not good enough oh i can't do it oh i want to quit feel all of that that's okay that's normal to feel it but what do you do with it that's what matters do you succumb to it or do you overcome it that's how determined you are and discipline determination and dedication be dedicated to what you want to do if i want to lose weight my mind my energies my focus is only going to be on that i'm not going to think oh my god that cake and oh my god that looks so yummy and I'm, i just want one bite what do you want more it depends on that you know and then when you've achieved that result okay then go ahead and have a bite of that cake have a piece of that cake it's fine you know it's a reward it's a reward you know and that's what i'm saying it depends where your mind is where your focus is how determined you are how disciplined you are and how dedicated you are to it so yeah i love it and and we're going to be discussing this in detail in our next podcast where we're talking about the nutrition and the principles that you follow when you're talking to your clients about it as well so yes. i am super excited about that madhuri thank you so much for coming on the habit coach podcast how can people reach out to you and connect with you communicate with you so uh, they can reach out on my email which is my full name madhuri m a d h u r i rajiv r a j e v sharma at @gmail.com or oh they god that's a long email that's a long email uh-huh. <laughs> but it's a full name so there's a no brainer nobody can steal it yeah uh-huh. <laughs> or you can dm me on instagram at mrs earth international 2016 2016 all right yeah perfect lovely Super. thank you so much for coming thank you ashton i love speaking to you and love speaking to everyone out there a big hug and a big kiss <laughs> big hug yay If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com. or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME180 that's awesome 180